And now for Radiant Talk, a podcast considering all aspects of health and wellness and how these issues affect the human experience. Join Dr. Amy Coopersmith, DMP, author of Dr. Amy's Guide to Weight Loss and Wellness, and the owner of Amethyst Wellness in Palm Coast, Florida, along with her husband, Gerald Coopersmith, APRNCCHT, owner of Flagler Hypnotherapy. Meet their guests each week as they discuss topics such as traditional medicine, Asian medicine, alternative therapies, acupuncture, wellness and aesthetics, hypnotherapy, and much more. Radiance from the inside out. Welcome back to Radiant Talk. This is Dr. Amy with Amethyst Wellness. I'm here as always with my husband, Jerry, from Flagler Hypnotherapy. Hello. And today our special guest is Dr. Brendan Cochran. Um, Dr. Cochran is a doctor of naturopathic medicine practicing in Washington State. He is also an expert in IV nutrition therapy. He's an instructor for several organizations, including the International IV Nutrition Therapy for Physicians group, where I received some of my training. So welcome, Dr. Cochran. So thank you for having me, Amy. We're so excited to discuss um, IV nutrition today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background with IV nutrition? Yeah, so I'll actually kind of give you a beginning background. So my, my undergrad uh, was from the University of Washington in chemistry, and I also did a minor pathway in uh, biochemistry. And then I went on and did a four-year training in medical school at a naturopathic uh, medical school called Bastyr University. Um, I took my chemistry knowledge and basically got interested while I was in school with using nutrition and biochemistry and how to help support people. And from there, it just kept growing and growing and growing. I I helped instruct classes at Bastyr for the medical students. And then I also taught um, nursing students at another, at some of the community colleges in the area on IV therapy. And then finally worked my way up and they have been teaching with the international IV therapy group for several years now both in the United States and then, of course, internationally at many different locations. Uh, I currently do have an active practice uh, in Washington State, like Amy said, and we do a lot of IV nutritional therapy. We do a lot of regenerative uh, therapies with regenerative injections, and we also do um, prevention and proactive medicine, but we also see a lot of uh, chronically ill patients as well that we utilize this tool in our practice. It's really nice to see um, the preventive medicine aspect um, in that you're actually teaching students because I found in my early education, we really focused on disease and not enough on prevention. Correct. And, you know, one of the shifts we have to do in medicine is prevent things from getting really bad. And, And the analogy I always use is that it's very similar to your car. You have basic maintenance and basic preventative things that you you do, and the better you treat your car with, you know, oil changes or basic lubrications and tune-ups, the longer your car lasts before the engine blows up or something is really catastrophic. And we need to think about that in, in medicine so that we are having less of these chronic illnesses that, unfortunately, what most people notice is we don't have great answers for, for chronic illness. And if we can keep people healthy, happy, and young, we truly are having them thrive throughout their lives. 
people living healthy, not just long, but correct. Wonderful. So what is IV nutrition? So in IV nutritional therapy, uh, we are using natural vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other substances directly into your venous system. Now, most people, when they hear IV, they think that it's a hospital setting or, you know, I have a disease process and I need to get, you know, antibiotics or drugs. And in this therapy, we do it in an outpatient center, which means people can safely go into a clinic and be assessed for safety. And they can get nutrients ahead of time um, in a fairly quick manner without any serious side effects. And it's a way to deliver those nutrients to the cells. Basically, 100% of the nutrients that you're delivering get to the cells. And the benefit to doing that is when you take oral supplementations or vitamins, most of the time it can vary depending on the health of the person's gastrointestinal tract, the amount of stress the person has in their life. The absorption rate can vary anywhere between 10% to 50% in most people's gut tracts. Now, if you're doing that throughout your life as a health strategy, that may be enough if you're a relatively fit, healthy individual. However, what we notice is most people uh, live on earth, right? And we all have unexpected things. We have travel. We have work. We have demands on us. And IV nutrition helps us get to that health and bathe those cells a lot faster than what we'd be able to achieve with just oral supplementation. Right. So this method doesn't necessarily require a healthy gut, though, though that's, of course, optimal. Um, so people perhaps with GI dysfunction would benefit from this therapy, would you think? So anybody, uh, generally everybody can benefit from this therapy. You don't have to have gut dysfunction to benefit from it. Um, people will often do tune-ups with this therapy before they have a meeting, before they go on travel, so they can optimize their performance and truly thrive, whether it be an athletic event or it's a, a business performance or just I want to feel the best I can in a specific day. So you can treat healthy individuals without any gut issues, but we can also use this as a very strong tool if people have gut dysfunction or a gut irregularity. So you mentioned that, you know, before a meeting or before something important or before an athletic event, um, somebody might want to get an IV. What, what time frame would you recommend for that? So most people... The sooner the better is what I tell people for IVs and time frame. If, if you're going on a trip and you want to get an immune boost IV, which has a series of things like vitamin C and B vitamins and zinc and selenium and, and, and various other amino acids that could be used, um, the sooner you can get to that person. So in our clinical practice, uh, most people will try to get them in a couple weeks even before they're going on long travel. Now, the reality is with our busy schedules, most people will end up coming in, you know, the day before or a few days before they travel. And, and that's totally appropriate, too. The more you get in you, the more treatments you have, the better your performance is, the better you're preventing illness from occurring because your system is just bathed in all these nutrients. 
So how often should IVs uh, be administered if you want optimal health? Um, so the frequency of IVs for optimal health, uh, if, if you're a relatively healthy, robust individual, especially the younger you are, biochemically, most of those individuals will vary between once a week to even once a month as a tune-up for optimal maintenance. Um, if your demand goes up, meaning stress, travels, or illness, we go as frequent as sometimes two to three times a week for a series of anywhere between 10 to 12, and then we reevaluate our patient's needs and we can reduce uh, the frequency. Now, how do you know uh, what, that somebody, that it's time to reduce frequency? That's a good question. Um, so it's always important to evaluate people when they come in, and then we have evaluation points. And most of the time, patients, we evaluate them after they've done 10 to 12 infusions. That's just generally set point from clinical experience and from talking to other physicians who do this, that it can take that long to notice big changes. Now, not everybody. Some really healthy people, literally, they will feel great after that first IV. It, it really is variant depending on the body chemistry, and each person reacts differently. So we don't get a clear picture on how they are going to react until they've done uh, a couple of these. Now, other methods, meaning evaluation, we do a questionnaire with our physicians and address uh, symptoms, health pictures, energy changes, uh, athletic stamina, uh, VO2 max, which is basically a measure of how well you oxygenate with performance. And we can utilize uh, labs to test nutrient levels as well. So you're going the entire picture. You're, you're going on the patient's subjective also with them saying, hey, I feel better. or And you're also recommending a reevaluation with labs or, or as, as a follow-up or... Absolutely. So it's a dynamic, just like anything in medicine, of a, a subjective report of how the patient is feeling, but also it's important to get objective findings, which is based on labs or, or some clinics also have uh, other ways of evaluating nutrients okay. in their practice. Gotcha. Yeah. So you mentioned for the immune-boosting um travel type formulas, the vitamin C and the B complex. Can you explain to our listeners how that's going to help prevent them from getting sick? So most of the time, a lot of people get ill because their, their stress system is so high that they have, and they start depleting and basically running through B vitamins and running through vitamin C. Uh, vitamin C, orally, a lot of us know there is research out there that it can uh, prevent or at least shorten the duration of, say, a cold or a flu in oral dosages. Uh, zinc also does this as well, and, and most people are probably familiar with over-the-counter either zinc lozenges or they have zinc nasal sprays that they promote can shorten the duration of uh, a cold or respiratory infection. And and when we're using them, again, as an infusion process, you're, you can use a lot lower dosage and get a lot farther strength. Um, let me explain on that. So vitamin C, for example, 
there's only a certain amount you can take orally, and then your your gut basically says, no, I can't absorb anymore, and most people end up getting uh, loose stools if they take vitamin C orally. When we give it in an IV delivery system, we bypass the GI tract, and we don't have a limit, so we can give people much higher dosages without having side effects. Yeah, that's a really good point of, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, why shouldn't I just take a pill or a vitamin? And not only are there those GI side effects, um, and then you just absorb so much better when it's intravenous. Yeah, and one of the things I tell people uh, intravenously or intramuscular delivery methods, people ask, well, how does this equate to, say, taking my multivitamin weekly? And I tell people uh, one IV is equivalent to you taking your vitamins or multivitamins throughout the whole week is kind of the, a rough equivalency. And, and most people will look at that and say, well, hey, doctor, I don't like to take pills or, you know, I forget to take my pills or when I travel, it's just too much to take. It's an option or an alternative for them to use it during their busy schedule. Wonderful. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Conkren talking about IV therapy. This is Dr. Amy with Amethyst Wellness. Amethyst Wellness was founded in 2015 to promote health and wellness. Our preventive health services include nutrition and lifestyle management, bioidentical hormone replacement, IV nutrition therapy, and more. Because we know that optimal wellness includes looking and feeling your best, we also offer aesthetic services like Botox, cosmetic fillers, laser hair removal, and sculpture, non-invasive body contouring. Learn more at amethystwellness.com. Amethyst Wellness, promoting radiance from the inside out. Welcome back to Radiant Talk. It's Dr. Amy with Amethyst Wellness. I'm here with Jerry, and our special guest today is Dr. Conkren, and our discussion is about IV nutrition. So welcome back, Dr. Conkren. Thank you. All right, so earlier we discussed that, or you mentioned that everybody could be a candidate for IV nutrition therapy. So now who possibly is not a candidate? So everybody will benefit from IV therapy. There are cautions, however, with certain people that it may not be the appropriate therapy to start. Um, Most of the patients, this is why it's really important to do a thorough workup with a history and also do a laboratory workup. Typically, the patients who we have to use extra caution with or may have to wait on IV nutritional therapy would be individuals who have uh, kidney dysfunction, uh, may have heart issues or heart dysfunctions, uh, are the, uh, or if they're having some acute inflammatory reaction, we have to be more cautious with those individuals as well. If we work our patients up and are, are, we're looking at their labs, we have a good history, then we can screen people to make sure that we don't have adverse effects happen and we can make sure it is a very safe therapy for people to receive. What are the potential side effects when you're, you're talking about that? What, what might we see? Is IV nutrition dangerous? Can it be? Yeah, and that is, that's another good question. So. Uh, to prevent the side effects, and, you know, one of my backgrounds, I did a fellowship also in integrative oncology where these patients and people were very ill and we had lots of high-risk things. And when I was there, we had very, very minimal um, C. 
serious adverse events or even mild adverse effects. And the basic thing that prevented that was a good thorough history from the physician and then also basic safety labs to prevent those complications. Now, the most common complications that we often see will be uh, due to the actual poke of the needle itself, where you can have some bruising in the area, uh, depending on the skill of the technician delivering it. Other things, and this depends on the formulation and the speed that the infusion is given, is some people's veins will get irritated. And if this does happen, uh, if, if you inform the physician or staff member who's doing that, we can quickly make changes to the formula to make it much more comfortable so it doesn't continue to be an irritant. Um, some of the more serious side effects that can happen is, is just like anything that you would take orally or any medications, it's really important that you tell your doctor about all or your physician about all the different medications that you are taking and any allergies that you do have as it's, we really need to know that information before we give uh, you nutrients so that we can figure out if is there a nutrient that you may be reacted to because we don't want that to happen to you. Um, but just like any therapy, surgery, medications, any other supplements, uh, there are risks, and but we have to look at the risks and benefits. And the benefits in this therapy far outweigh the risks Again, if it is done properly, meaning the physician has proper training and there is proper screening processes done, then the, you barely, you will very rarely see complications be more than very simple things. And it's not frequent that you see them. One thing that I found is it's very important to tell everybody to eat first before they come. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that anyone else has encountered, but... Uh... But I've had uh, had some folks feel maybe a little dizzy or something afterwards, uh, and it's usually when they haven't eaten. Is that a is that a thing? Is that uh... Uh, it is important to have people eat uh, and come hydrated, depending on the type of infusion that your uh, technician or physician is is administering. Some of them will actually dehydrate you, and if if you don't do this, you could feel worse after the IV. You mm -hmm. have joint aches and you're a little confused, and basically you got further dehydration. The other one that you're talking about is some of the infusions. There are nutrients that will make your blood sugar drop mm -hmm. if you haven't had food, and then people uh, don't feel well as, uh, during the infusion. Now, we do treat people that even have issues with drinking water and eating, However, we have to customize the formula appropriately for that type of patient, uh, and then they do well even without eating and, and drinking water. So it really depends, but most of the infusions you're going to end up getting, it is a very safe recommendation to always come hydrated and always have a meal on board before you get an IV. Gotcha. You had mentioned it's important for clients to make sure their providers are trained. Um, there are IV clinics popping up you know, pretty much on every corner. So how can clients make sure that they are getting quality ingredients from quality providers? So just like any therapy out there, uh, IV nutrition is right now it's in prime time. It's, it's catching on like wildfire. People hear about it. And in some places there are more IV clinics than Starbucks. Can you believe that? <laughs> and it, it amazes me, right? 
And the thing that you have to be very careful is, is some of these clinics, they don't have proper training and they're just going off of the buzzword and they can take advantage of people and harm people. Now, we see this in medicine across anything that's done. So you have to do your research. And what do I mean by research? Look at where did the uh, provider or physician or nurse, where did they get training from? Was it only in their nursing school? Because most of the time in the nursing school, they're just teaching them basic administration roles and how to use medication. They don't know as much about the nutrition and the vitamins and how they interact. So the training that I teach with is international IV therapy for physicians. You can look and ask uh, your physician, have you gotten proper training here? There are other schools that do also offer trainings in IV nutritional therapy. Bottom line, you want to see that they have some certification, you know, that in that certification program, did they also have a test that they took that showed safety and uh, uh, safe administration of these therapies. That's really critical. And we, we do that when we shop around for practitioners, period. We want to see, did you actually go to a accredited school? Uh, what's your background? How many infusions have you given? It's the same thing that applies for IV nutrition. You want to research this because everybody is not trained the same in this field. Right. I think that's a really, really good point for for anybody considering IV nutrition. I have one last question for you. Um, Glutathione. Um, Everybody's talking about glutathione. Can you tell us about it? Glutathione. Um, So glutathione is an extremely important antioxidant, and it is derived from three amino acids. Uh, It's it's a tripeptide, which means three amino acids are connected. Uh, your body makes this naturally from your liver. Um, and what it does naturally throughout your day is if, if you get oxidative stress from a chemical or from some issue from a stressor from fighting an infection, uh, glutathione helps quench that oxidative stress so it doesn't become dangerous to your body and cause harm to your cells. We do know, and it's all over research, that inflammation is dangerous and deadly to people. And most of the reasons it's deadly to people is because of the amount of oxidative damage that happens to your cells. Glutathione is your protection against that inflammation and that that dangerous uh, chemical that's produced, the reactive oxygen species. Now, as we age, we do know that people's abilities to produce glutathione, uh, depending on your genetic background, depending on maybe if you took a lot of Tylenol when you were at one point in your life, or depending on your toxic exposures, uh, people's glutathione levels drop, and it makes you more susceptible to things like that are chronic illnesses or sickness later in life. Uh, the other area that we see glutathione beneficial in is it really is helpful in, in the brain it really slows down aging in your skin, so you can see people not having wrinkles as fast, not having gray hair as fast. And even Our clients there like that. research out there with clearing complexion and, and providing a little bit of skin whitening to people that have discoloration. It's, it's not a bleaching effect, but it, it just smooths the skin out. It adds health 
to the, the, the person. Great. So it's definitely part of any anti-aging um, service that someone could consider. Anytime you're doing anti-aging, glutathione is going to be on your radar for whether it be athletic performance, enhancing skin, or even sexual health. How does that tie in with other therapies such as ozone or prolozone therapy? Is there any, any connection? So in ozone and prolozone, which I do a lot in my clinic as well, um, ozone can be administered in multiple different ways in a high-dose or low-dose strategy. When ozone is administered in a lower-dose strategy, it actually stimulates your own body's production of glutathione. And if you do it long enough, you, you, you upregulate your body's, basically you're training your body to produce more glutathione on its own. Uh, when we inject it into joints, and this would be called prolozone or ozone injection into joints, we utilize it for stimulating uh, certain cells in your joints to help uh, reformulate some of the tissues in your joints. That may be cartilage, that may be the connective tissues the, and the bones. It, it stimulates your body to start acting and repairing that joint structure. Now, it also oxygenates the, the tissues, and, again, it does stimulate antioxidants like glutathione production locally in the tissues. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for this very informative talk. I think our clients are going to love it. We really appreciate your time today. I appreciate it, too. Thank you for having me. Well, and that's another episode of Radiant Talk. Don't forget to join us for future uh, podcasts, and uh, thank you very much. Take care. This has been Radiant Talk, a production of Amethyst Wellness, LLC, all rights reserved. Any duplication is strictly prohibited except with expressed written consent from Amethyst Wellness or their representatives. The opinions expressed on this program are in no way a replacement for good sound medical advice. Before implementing any of the strategies presented on this podcast by our host or their guests, we encourage you to discuss them with a licensed medical provider. If you are in the Palm Coast, Florida area and would like to schedule an appointment, call 386 386- 283-4180 or visit us at amethystwellness.com. For comments and ideas for future episodes, visit us on Facebook and join the conversation. For full transcripts, liner notes of our broadcast, go to amethystwellness.com. Broadcast is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play.